The following program is for adult audiences only. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. In this episode, Rick and Stephen talk about the recent wave of UFO disclosure. A man was abducted by aliens during the Korean War and did the military capture an alien on camera. Welcome to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk Podcast. This is your show. And here we are, Rick. I think. I think, yes. <laughs> Welcome one and all to another edition of the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. We are your hosts, Stephen Lancaster, ghost hunter and author, and myself, Rick Hale, as well as a ghost hunter and author. Um, are you, dude, are you serious? I got a whole switch board now, buddy. You're, you're really going to do this to us. Okay. All right. Cool. So, hey, um, everybody, welcome to our um, very first episode using a new format. Um, Stephen, why don't you tell them the format that we're using here? Okay. So, you guys know, quick backstory, we started out as Shadow Initiative Paranormal TV. Um, that first season's still available on YouTube, and then we thought, you know... People like the convenience of podcasts, being able to listen anywhere, not necessarily watch. So we went to podcasting and completely blew up, exploded. And what's, what's crazy is Facebook, of all places, like last week, last week alone, 3,600 downloads on Facebook. Okay, now our second most popular, I guess, app is iTunes, you know, Apple Music, and then Stitcher. Well, Apple Music is about half of Facebook, so about 1,800 downloads. Well, the reason we're starting to do this now to where you can see our ugly mugs again is is to keep our Facebook listeners happy because this summer, Facebook is dropping podcasts. That's so, I, I, that, that sucks, dude. I can't yeah, believe so that they would be doing that. Oh, yeah, actually, so there's I can't. 3, there's th- those 3,600 listeners from last week are no longer going to be able to listen on Facebook unless we do something. And that is why we're doing this now. We're, we're, it's kind of like Shadow Initiative live session where we record our podcast and you get to see us do it. So with the way Facebook works, you can still play us in the background, which is exactly what made the podcast so popular on Facebook. So... Bear with us because this is a whole new platform for us. So we'll see what happens. So we got some kinks to work out, and um, you know, as you know, some people already know Stephen has a lot of kinks because he's kind of a weirdo. So, but <laughs> but the show in and of its oh, uh, are, dude, are you serious? Why don't we just turn this into the Muppet Show? <laughs> yeah right um yeah so um yeah we got we got some kinks to work out and we're gonna work them out with this show and uh but still we are going to give everybody a um stellar show and there that's not gonna change 
And, uh, um, you know, Stephen, why don't you tell our lucky contestants what they've won today? Well, I mean, aside from getting to visually see us again, which, yeah, yeah, let's let's face facts. I mean, that's a, a major draw for people, you know, especially on this this side here. But uh, with that being said, um, we're talking about aliens. There's been a wave, a wave of alien and UFO talk recently all over the planet, all over the news um, because of the new disclosure. You know, we've got so much stuff coming out. I mean, and, and just doing a quick search on, on the Internet, Rick, um, just just recently, uh, the U.S. military's had 11 close encounters and 400 sightings with UFOs. And that's straight from the Pentagon. They're the ones saying this. That's amazing. And you know what? And, and, and I just and I just want to let people know that you and I are not conspiracy guys. By any means, I I always no, feel no, 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 yeah no. I always feel that we have to like preface when we talk about aliens because you know anything with aliens and conspiracies kind of tend to go hand in hand. So we are going to be coming across with this not so much as conspiracy theorists, but actually telling you what is in the news. And there is some amazing shit going on right now. And not only our government, but in the rest of the governments of the world. And it really does seem that it, soon, any day now, uh, our government is going to say, you know what? We know what's going on, but we're just as much in the dark as, you know, Joe Blow Americano is. You know, folks, folks like you and I and our listeners who we affectionately call Shadows. Yeah, so we've got alien disclosure, the recent wave of that we're going to be discussing. Uh, Rick's got a cool story uh, about a, a soldier uh, from the Korean War uh, that believes to have been abducted. And I've got a few nuggets I'm going to throw uh, your way, Rick. One of which, one of you know, one of which is this guy campaigning to shut down thrift stores. And I know, I just know you're sitting there like, shut down thrift stores, but why, Stephen? And we're going to find out later. We're going to find out later. But I, I actually get a lot of my clothes from thrift stores. It, it's, it's not we that I... Tell. We can tell. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's not that I can't afford, like, the stuff in stores, but it's like, you know, you get places like Goodwill, um, which is, they're awesome because that money goes towards... Um, um, helping people with disabilities and helping the homeless as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Hey man, if, if I can help them out, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It caught me off guard. It was actually something uh, my wife brought to my attention this morning. I was like, Oh my God, this has got to come on onto the show today. Um, we're episode 68 of this shenanigan, Rick. And here we are full circle back to a video version, a live streaming version that people can check out on YouTube, be able to watch and listen to us while you browse on Facebook through Facebook watch. And of course the podcast everywhere, man. So what do you, what do you want to start with? The Rick? shadow initiative is taking over. Yeah, we're not conspiracy. No, not at all. So, but you know, before that, you know, let's, the, it's the popularity of the show that has made us number five out of from a top fifteen list out of literally 
thousands and thousands of uh, paranormal themed talk shows. So, yeah, I mean, we got we 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 got it going on here, man. You know what? I am yeah. really yeah. curious, Stephen, to hear about your thrift store story. I want to know why this person wants to shut thrift stores down because it, it and, helps and the poor. This, this guy is dead serious. Now, the funny thing is about 3% of me kind of gets what he's saying, <laughs> you know, but it's a very small 3%. This guy is campaigning. My wife played me the video this morning, okay? He believes he is trying to save us all, Rick. Okay, first off, let's just say this man is he's being a hero. He's trying in his mind <laughs> to to save us all from the devil, satanic possession, just all things evil. Right, because it all originates from these secondhand stores, my friend. And the, and the reason he says this is you are going to these stores and you're buying these old items and you don't know what's attached to that item, which, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of get that. You know, you really don't. But, okay, but where do you draw the line on that? It's like some guy on the video uh, in the comments said, well, what about a used car? <laughs> you know, are we not to buy used cars now? And it's like I said to my wife after she played me the video, I was like, well, that could be anything. You could have some demented cult leader working in a chicken factory, putting some voodoo hex on every chicken wing he cuts. So it's spread out to the masses. I mean, you just don't know. This is ridiculous. This guy is saying, ladies, don't go by these purses. You don't know what energy was on that purse. You don't know what you're bringing home. And he really stressed the knickknacks, man. The little figurines and stuff like that. He said, leave them be. No matter what the cost, don't buy it. Because you could be bringing home a demon. And of course... All these people are agreeing with him. You know, people are saying, yeah, I know what you mean. I bought this little figurine and all of a sudden our house was possessed by something dark until I threw it away. And, uh, dude. <laughs> you know, you, 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 you know who's going to be all over that? Who would be all Zach, I, Zach know, I know. Zach Bates. Yes, yes. That cat would be all over this, man. He's like, you got a haunted pair of jeans? Boom, I'm on it. Bro. Yeah. Yes. Hey, you know what? This is exactly what the paranormal shows need because they are beyond the point of running out of ideas. So, you guys, the next one should be at a thrift. Just do a whole show about investigating thrift stores. Wait a minute. There there was an episode of Ghost Hunters, like the old school original Ghost Hunters, years ago. I think that, that they did an investigation at a thrift store. I mean, it can happen. That's how we got... No you know, that's how we got Norman, you know, was that from an antique shop? It can happen. Sure. You don't know anything. The, the change that, that the clerk just gave you at the gas station, the dollars that the clerk just, you don't know if that was in a stripper's ass crack, but you're, you're taking it anyway. So this is this campaign, dude, you got to let it go. Yeah. Nah, you got, you got to let it go. But you know what though? I mean, haunted items do happen. I, I remember back in the nineties. Um, one of my favorite cases that I ever worked was a family. They had just moved into a new home in Lindenhurst, Illinois. 
in a um, just just for a little reference, um, Lindenhurst is a town maybe ten minutes from the Wisconsin border, so we're talking like way up in uh, in in northern Illinois, and um, they bought a uh, antique butter churn from an antique store up in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they brought it home, and within a couple of days, the kids are talking about oh, we're seeing this apparition of a woman in the house dressed in uh, Victorian-era style clothing. So we're talking like, you know, uh, clothing from the late 1800s. And um, mm-hmm. so I got asked to come out there, do an investigation. And I suggested, I'm like, why don't you take this butter churn and put it outside? And they did. And sure enough, nobody was seeing this uh, apparition of this uh, elderly woman dressed in 19th century clothing anymore. So, I mean, it does happen. It does happen. And the, the, the thing is, is this is not the first time I've heard of this. I've heard of other people talk about, you got to be careful what you get from thrift stores because it could be possessed or it could have a spirit attachment. So, really, when you think about it, I think these people are just lobbyists for, like, Walmart.com or something. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Is people get bored, man. They get bored, and they they got to feel like they're doing something. Kind of like us <laughs> sitting here right now. We we got nothing better to do on a Sunday morning, so here we sit. Absolutely not. What, Candy Crush? That's what I would be doing right now. In fact, once you start going off on one of your little speeches, I'll probably grab my phone and do it. See, ladies and gentlemen, we bring it. Oh, oh we bring it. It's brought uh, so, Rick, you know, we've got 45 minutes left in the show. We might as well jump. We might as well uh, beam ourselves up to the alien conversation, the topic at hand. So what, what, do you, what do you want to start out with, my friend? Okay, so this one is really great because this was really recent. I uh, just got to get to it. It's on my tablet here. That is not it. Hold on one second. Let me get to the other, the other one. I'm I'm about to grab my candy crush. Here. We are about to grab your candy crush. Cool your tits, man. Okay, I'm getting tits. No, those those are moves. If I've ever seen them, um, oh, I, got, no, I got the moves. You, no, I said moves, not moves. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so this is the right one um so as you know as as we talked about at the start of the show there have been a lot of sightings not only by you know normal everyday people because those are of course are easy to dismiss and as we all know project blue book um Mm -hmm. did that for literally decades under j allen hynek before he was like you know what there might be something to these stories but now okay and this comes from uh cnn politics um, key lawmaker warns at UFO hearing unidentified aerial phenomena are a potential national security threat. That came out just a few days ago, uh, May 17th of this year. So we have these we have these lawmakers now that are holding these hearings that's you know people are seeing these things and now they have to because of the military. You got like you know these these highly trained, um, Navy pilots that are going up and they're like, 
we're seeing these things zipping around our skies and we have no idea what the hell they are. So let me get into this here. Okay, key lawmakers warned at a House hearing on Tuesday. Keep in mind, a House hearing. House of Representatives. Oh, I watched, oh, I watched it. You did watch it. I, I missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, on Tuesday, that unidentified aerial phenomena, popularly known as UFOs, must be investigated and taken seriously as a potential threat to national security. I mean, that first paragraph alone tells you everything. Like, they're afraid of these things. We don't know what they are, who sent them, and what they're capable of. The event marked the first congressional public hearing on UFOs in decades. So it's been decades since a bunch of lawmakers got together and are like, you know what, let's talk this out. Uh, For many lawmakers and intelligence and military personnel working on unexplained aerial phenomena, the bigger concern with the episodes is not that alien life is visiting Earth, but rather that a foreign adversary like Russia or China might be fielding some kind of next-generation technology in American airspace that the United States doesn't know about. All right, dude. Now, I'm going to stop right there before I go any further. I want to get your take on that. Do you really think that they're like thinking, yeah, it's the Russian and the Chinese, or it's like, we don't know what's what it is, so we're going to blame it on our international adversaries. I think it's a combination of things. First and foremost, I don't think you can hide it anymore. And, and you know, it's a lot different than it was when we grew up in the 70s and the 80s. You know, if you wanted to film something, you had this big camcorder, and the chances of you actually carrying it around with you when you do see something in the sky, we're slim to none. Okay, but now, now we're 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 twenty twenty two. Everybody has a wonderful recording tool in their pocket at any given moment. Even even the cheapest cell phone is filming in or filming. Yeah, it is shooting in HD. So. We're, we're to the point now where everybody's filming these things instead of it just being somebody's word that, hey, I saw this and you can just kind of blow it off and dismiss it. Well, where's your proof? You know, now it's, well, look, people are filming. So you got to come out and say something now in order to prevent mass panic, you know, and, and the rednecks of every redneck town, you know, stocking up on ammunition and shooting anything that moves behind a bush. Um, they're going to, they're going to logically say it's adversaries. Maybe it's new technology. We haven't been able to discover yet from our enemies, whatever. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I think at this point you have to say something, you have to at least acknowledge it. And the other thing is everybody instantly, and, and, and you know, we're kind of talking aliens obviously, but it, just because it's unidentified. That pretty much that that's all it means is it's unidentified. It does, there are so many people like the conspirators that instantly jump to alien. No, it's unidentified. It could be it could be an alien, but it's unidentified, which means it isn't an alien and it is an alien. It's kind of like the cat in the box. You know, it's both dead yeah. and alive until you open the box and see it. So, yeah. Everyone's jumping on alien. I, I mean, I'm a firm believer in extraterrestrial life. I mean, we've talked about that many times. But I think it's awesome 
that it's getting to the point where, okay, we can't hide this anymore. We've got to say something. We've got to show you something because you're getting it. Just your average person's getting it anyway. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and we don't, this, the, the, the technology that these things display clearly are hundreds of years ahead of us. Um, like, like, for example, the famous Tic Tac video, which was right, shot right. like 15 years ago. There is nothing, and I mean nothing. And, and, and allow me just say this. I'm no expert. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm a guy with a we high school. We know. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just a guy with a high school diploma. I wasn't in the military, don't have any advanced degrees. But I do have common sense, and the common sense is telling me that it's like there is nothing like that. Yet we don't have anti gravity. We don't have you know the speed that these things are moving at. Um, so you know I'm going to go a little bit more on this. And uh, here's the thing: it's like this is this is not by any means meant to be political. This is very bipartisan. You have both Democrats and Republicans. So if if you're going to think that this is some kind of like you know partisan thing, please get over yourself. So. It goes further on saying Democratic Rep. Andre Carson of Indiana, the chairman of the panel holding the hearing, warned in his opening remarks, unidentified aerial phenomena are a potential national security threat and they need to be treated that way. He went on to say, for too long, the stigma associated with UAPs has gotten in the way of good intelligence analysis. Pilots avoided reporting or were laughed at when they did. I'm going to stop right there because, you know, you, you know, Project Blue Book spent decades dismissing and laughing people and putting misinformation out there to make people look like fools. And this kind of like flies in the face of that. Um, DOD officials relegated the issue to the back room or swept it under the rug entirely, fearful of a skeptical national security community. Now, I just, I think that that, it's like every paragraph in this is interesting, but that really is interesting in and of itself because they are admitting right there that our government spent years dismissing and laughing at people who reported those kind of things. I mean, do you take it as that, Stephen? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think there there has always been, j just like with anything, and I hate to go the conspira conspiracy route, but unfortunately that's what it's tied to, is I think there's always been a group of individuals high up that make these kind of decisions. You know, I don't want to use the word Illuminati, but like an Illuminati that is like, okay, look, you know, that, that we can't let this get out here. Let's blow this off, you know, because we don't even understand it. And, and I kind of I kind of get that from, from that standpoint. It's like if I personally don't understand something, I sure as shit, I'm not going to try to teach it to somebody else. You know, so I, I there has to be somebody to make these decisions. And I think there kind of always has been um, probably shortly after whatever happened at Roswell. Um, there, you know, there became a branch that we don't even it's off the books, you know. And I know that goes a little bit conspiracy, but I, I can see it because you, you got to look at a generational thing, too. At the time these things were happen, happening, it was these the old generation as generals 
and, and our leaders that are like, oh, yeah, right, you know, yeah, yeah it's an alien. No, we have bullshit, you know, pulling their cigar out. You know, now it's a different generation that are in these high-ranking positions that are more open to this and being like, no, dude, look, you know. So I think that's that's helping too, right? And I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit in the article, and I'm going to end it with, uh, with this. Scott Bray, deputy director of naval intelligence, naval intelligence, also appeared before the panel to answer questions from lawmakers. During his testimony, Bray showed video and images to demonstrate what observations of UAPs may look like, and the effort it takes to try to identify what they might be. One video featured images of flashing triangle shapes as seen through night vision goggles. In this video, U.S. Navy personnel recorded what appears to be triangles, some flashing, recorded several years ago off the coast of the United States. Now, I'm kind of thinking that he's talking about Catalina Island off of the, off of the coast of California. I know that Catalina, uh, they have a lot of... Um, They've seen a lot of UFOs and triangles out there. And I'm going mm-hmm. to end it with this. Um, he went on to show an image of what appeared to be another triangle-shaped object that he said came from several years later off of a different coast. So they're seeing it in different areas. This time, other U.S. Navy assets also observed unmanned aerial systems nearby, and, we, and we're now reasonably confident that these triangles correlate to unmanned aerial systems in the area, he said. So, boom, you know, right there, you're kind of seeing that um, they are finally admitting that, hey, you know, people are seeing things in the air and we don't know what it is. And um, we got to find out what they are because it could potentially pose a national security threat. So I'm kind of wondering, I'm, I, I go two ways with this and I, I want to get your take on it. One, these are visitors to our world or even our dimension, if they're, um, you know, interdimensional beings, um, they're just kind of observing and checking us out. Two, they've come here to see what we're capable of before they come and thoroughly mess us up. So I I, I don't know which way to go with this. What do you think? I honestly, I'd rather not even think about it. Um, If it is an enemy uh, an earthly enemy and and they're using technology that we don't know that scares me a little bit because you know we're typically at the top of our game um if it's extraterrestrial it's it's such a losing battle man because they could be friendly for all we know but we know how these assholes out here are you know the first motherfucker who sees one's gonna shoot it you get some trigger happy dude out there man yeah, yeah. And, and you know, shooting at these things or shooting at an alien or whatever, um, you're—it's it, not going to be an international incident. It's going to be an intergalactic incident. Yes, and then they'll be playing the Beastie Boys while they're flying around, zapping everybody. Man, it's going to be a scene, dude. Yeah, it is. So, um, um, the long and short of it is, our government knows what's been out there for years, and they've just been. Sp- scared shitless to 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 admit to it and now they finally are and we got to figure out what these things are are they friendly or are they out to get us it's kind of difficult to say well with that being said rick we're going to take our mid-show commercial break 
it's a nice three minute break for us to just you know just be us off camera do do things i don't know um but you are listening to and <laughs> you are listening to and watching ghost hunters and authors rick hale and stephen lancaster here on the shadow initiative paranormal talk and now tv again so you guys, when we come back, Rick is going to tell us about a soldier during the Korean War who believes he was abducted. And I'm going to throw in some newly uncovered information that is relevant to what we've been discussing today about Stonehenge. So, yes, Rick, I saw you look. I saw you like, what? And I'm not going to be talking about Spinal Tap. I'm not. I'm not I swear. So, um, you guys, check out these commercials and we will be right back back hey my friends catch up on shadow initiative paranormal tv at our official website shadowinitiativetv.com watch the show learn more about the hosts and read our paranormal blog shadowinitiativetv.com you can also find us and subscribe on youtube at youtube.com slash label 13 videos do you enjoy reading about the paranormal? Check out the highly rated literary works from us, the hosts of Shadow Initiative TV. Paranormal investigator Rick Hale offers you the Geek's Guide to the Strange and Unusual, Poltergeist, Ghosts, and Demons. Bullets, Booze, and Babes, The Haunted History of Chicago and Illinois. And behold, shocking true tales of terror and some other spooky stuff. But if you're thirsty for more, I bring you true case files of a paranormal investigator and dark spirits, a man terrorized by the supernatural. But if you want to go even further, dive deep into the dark reality of haunted dolls. Check out my paranormal bestsellers, Norman, the doll that needed to be locked away, and Norman 2, the true story of a possessed doll's revenge. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever fine books are sold. Three cool shows under one umbrella. Join us every Sunday for the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk Podcast, where Rick Hale and Stephen Lancaster discuss all things strange and unusual. Throughout the week we keep the haunts coming. Watch for new episodes of Rick Hale's Ghost Watch, where he explores some of the most haunted locations in the world. Check out Stephen Lancaster's Ghost Story, where he shares horrific true tales of the supernatural taken straight from his personal case files. Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk Ghost Watch Ghost Story Haunting you all week long We now return to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts Rick Hale 
and Stephen Lancaster. So I don't know about you, Rick, but I'm looking pretty badass in those promos, man. Yeah, I mean, I really love those promos. And I love how you use Oingo Boingo's Weird Science. Like every yes. time I hear that song, I always think about the, the, the about the part in the uh, in the blues bar where the guy's like, "Hey, what's a pretty lady like you doing with a malaka like this?" I don't know, Dino. <laughs> she likes malakas. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys, you are back to our first experimental episode with this new software. Trying to do this uh, live session for our podcast. We've got Rick Hale, author and ghost hunter, sitting here, and of course Stephen Lancaster, author, ghost hunter, phenomenologist. You guys, stop, stop, it's just stop, stop, guys. Okay, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down, bring it. Come on, come on, we're back, we're back, we're back, back, back. Okay, okay, God knows. Jesus, hold on, Rick. God, thank you. After the show, after, after the show, after the show. Okay, so you're so full um, of shit. I can smell you. I, I I live like 1,200 miles away from you, and I can smell you all the way here on the north side of Chicago. You know, welcome back, guys. Uh, they, I should not have control of this switchboard. There's, there's that's just decides it right there so we're talking aliens today man um rick we just talked about the recent wave of ufo disclosure going uh not only nationwide but worldwide man this is this is happening in our government this is everywhere you guys can uh watch these sessions on youtube they're there man our, our dudes are saying yes we don't know what the fuck this shit is so rick um, you've got an interesting story that I'm, I'm kind of curious to hear. Um, I do, you know, and there's, there, there's something I need to say about this. Um, this happened back in the 1990s. I met with a, uh, Korean war veteran who claimed to be that, that he was possessed, uh, not possessed. My God, where's my brain? That he was abducted by aliens. Now, up until that moment, I've always been sort of skeptical about it, um, there's been, besides his story that you're going to hear here in a moment, there's been one other story that makes me believe that this is real. Um, and that, of course, is Betty and Barney Hill. And one of the reasons that makes oh, yeah. me believe their story is because they were an interracial couple in the 1960s who really did not want to draw any attention to themselves. So that alone kind of makes me believe their story. Um, the second thing, I cannot divulge this person's name. I promise. Oh, yes. Well, I'm just I just need people to understand that. Um, I promised the family that I would never tell this gentleman's name. Um, so we're gonna call him Jack for all intents and purposes. Um, so here we go. This is from an article that I wrote years ago for the Supernatural magazine. In 1995, I was uh, I was invited by a friend to meet a friend of his family in Evanston, Illinois, a large town just north of Chicago. My friend explained that Jack was a veteran of both World War II and Korea, and he had a strange, almost unbelievable story um, that was interesting. To me, all of these older gentlemen have nothing but great stories to tell, especially if old war stories were involved. Seeing that I was hooked, my friend set up a meeting with the man who was about to change the way I perceived my place in the universe. When we arrived at Jack's apartment, the elderly man met us at the door with a smile and a warm greeting. 
When we walked in, I was delighted to see old pictures of Jack and his family mixed with souvenirs from his trips around the world. I could tell Jack was a well-traveled man. After ushering us into his living room, Jack offered us a beer, stating he never trusted a man who didn't drink with him. As we sipped our drinks, we chatted with Jack about his service to the country, to our country, and his many travels around the globe. Jack had lived an amazingly fulfilling life. I admit I was jealous. He missed what he called the glory days. During a lull in the conversation, my friend leaned in and told Jack that he brought me there to hear about his strange experience in Korea. Jack's demeanor instantly changed. Gone was the gregarious man that welcomed us into his home. His smile replaced by a frown. Jack leaned forward in his chair and with a serious look and tone asked, You want to hear my story, boy? I shook my head in the affirmative and Jack launched into his weird tale. Uh, you know, before I go any further, I just want to say I still get goosebumps. Whenever I'm I mean, into it, read this or whenever <laughs> I talk about it, I get goosebumps. This is him talking, so this is his story now. About two hours into our patrol, one of my companions looked off to the east to a strange... Oh, wait a minute. Um, sorry, I need to... I jumped ahead. It was the final week. It was, it was the final week of Korea, and we finally had those guys on the run. One night, I and two other men pulled patrol. It was our duty to patrol the immediate area looking for any enemy soldiers trying to sneak up on the camp. Something we weren't really that concerned about, as none had been seen for a long time. About two hours into our patrol, one of my companions looked off to the east as a strange light danced in the distance. We were about to call it when we noticed that whatever this light was, it was approaching at a rate of speed much faster than any plane we were familiar with. Suddenly... We were ripped away from watching the light when a bull bullet started whizzing past our ears. The enemy was still there, and the light had nothing to do with them. For what seemed like an eternity, we fired back at the enemy, paying no attention to the strange lights in the sky. And just as abruptly as it happened, the enemy stopped firing, and the area was as quiet as a tomb. I looked at my companions who were staring into the sky above us. When I looked up, my gaze was met with the strangest thing I've ever seen. A dome-shaped craft hung silently in the sky over our heads. I was about to sound a retreat when everything went suddenly black. Two days later, I wandered into camp, dragging my rifle behind me, dazed and confused. Two MPs immediately took me to the camp hospital to get checked out. After being examined by several doctors who gave me a clean bill of health, I was taken to my CO's office and sat down. My CO paced back and forth, uh, CO means commanding officer for those who don't know. My CO paced back and forth in his office, just staring at me. Finally, he asked where I had been for two days. I looked up at him and to the best of my memory, I told him what happened. When I was done, I felt nothing but dread. They would sure enough charge me with desertion, and I would spend the rest of my life in disgrace. But then my CO did something I did not expect. He placed his hands on his desk and looked me square in the eye. 
He told me I was never to tell anyone what I, ex what I had experienced. He then sternly warned me that if I did, I would never see the light of day again. Although my head was still cloudy, I understood him completely. And three days later, I was on a plane headed for home. A couple weeks after returning home, I got a great job downtown in Chicago where I met my wife. This is going back to us. He handed me a picture of his wife and told us she died a few years ago of cancer. Things were going great and I had everything I ever wanted. We were the typical all-American family until those damn dreams began. I always knew that something strange happened to me back in Korea. Hell, they don't threaten you with jail time like that unless something happened they didn't want the public knowing about. Anyways, the dreams. There were many nights I would wake up in a cold sweat, terrified out of my mind. Panic would instantly set in as a dream as I dreamt about being taken aboard the dome-shaped craft and being examined by strange hairy creatures. Whatever was happening to me was not normal. As the dreams progressed, they became more like memories. I remember them trying to calm me down by saying over and over again, don't worry, we won't hurt you. After several weeks of the dreams and memories, I began reading up on aliens and I learned that I wasn't alone. Others had experienced similar events in their lives that fundamentally changed them. Jack paused for a few moments and said, I know that I was taken by creatures from another world and I don't care if people don't believe me. As my friend and I left Jack's modest one-bedroom apartment, I couldn't help but reflect on what I heard that night. On my drive home, I wondered, did I just hear the paranoid delusions of a man who wanted desperately to believe what he thought happened to him? Or was this a man who had a real experience? An experience that thousands have had over the last 70 years. Jack has been dead now for a little over a decade. It's been more than a decade, actually. He maintained his story was true, and you know what? I believe him. So this story is amazing. I absolutely believe Jack, well, Jack, that he was taken right off the battlefield in the middle of shooting at our sworn enemy he was taken off the battlefield and aboard this um, this craft. And what's really interesting about this, Stephen, well, one of the one of the many interesting things about this, um, this these creatures were not your typical greys, you know, short to kind of tall, spindly limbed, big black eyes. He referred to them as being hairy. Mm -hmm. You know, he never really said that they were tall or short. So, you know, we don't have any like, you know, were they Wookiee-like or were they Ewok-like? He never really specified that, just that they were hairy. So it's not just, if, if this story is true, and I believe that it is, it's not just these gray-type alien beings that are taking people. We may have numerous um, civiliza advanced civilizations coming here taking our citizens of this planet and, you know, doing experiments or, 
you know, just trying to contact them. What are your thoughts on this? Well, my thoughts uh, are kind of like I've, I've always said, uh, the alien greys, the, the hairy versions, um, snake-like versions, reptile-like versions. I mean, we've heard all these different descriptions of all different kinds of extraterrestrial life. I've always said that given considering what technology they most likely have, um, how, you know, what's to say that that's just not how they choose to project themselves? You know, that, that they, de they determine how we view them. You know, maybe the alien gray is their actual form. You know, maybe the, the hairy monsters or the reptilian look is just some way they project themselves. Maybe as a, like a chameleon, you know, as, as a form of defense. Who knows? Uh, that, that's a, a whole d a other discussion. When it comes to this guy... Go ahead, go ahead. I was Rick. just going to say, you know, I was going to speak to that. It's like in the book by book by Carl Sagan and, you know, it was made into a movie, The Contact. The alien says that he is projecting an image of something that would be acceptable to her. And, you know, the character sees her father. I believe it was her father. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you, you know, maybe they're able to do that, like you said. Yeah. And, you know, real side note there with Carl Sagan, you know, he, he would be the first to say and has said that um, like ghosts, like the paranormal, there there still hasn't been any concrete proof um, for scientific exploration as far as abductions. You know, there's never been any kind of DNA. I mean, nothing. And he's right. You know, there, there's nothing. But um when, when it comes to this story, you know, I have no reason not to believe it, um, and I really have no reason to believe it. Um, it's very, it's a very intriguing story, and I've heard, believe it or not, I've heard many stories from the battlefield that are similar. Um, one, one I, I can't remember whether I caught it in a documentary or, or, or somewhere I watched it. Um, I think it was during World War II, I want to say. And this old guy swore up and down, like, he was tried for murder. Um, saying that he killed his entire platoon while, while they were in Normandy. And he swore up and down that he was gone, that he was taken. And when he came back, that, you know, they were all dead. Um, so it's kind of one of those things is who do you believe? But um, I always found the time aspect, like him being gone for two days, you know, I, I always found the time aspect to be very interesting. That's um, that's something I've experienced myself, just in my wife's experience more than I, um, within the paranormal realm in general. You know, the X Files, you know, really fed into that, um, the loss of time and, and, and clocks malfunctioning and, and stuff like that. So it's it's certainly a, an interesting story, man. Um, you don't you don't hear that often uh, about a veteran, you know, claiming to be abducted. You know, and you have to, you do have to consider trauma, you know, and, and stuff like that. But um, it is certainly an interesting story. Yeah, it's, you know, like, like I said, you know, I took that pause and uh, I, I, I still get, you know, goosebumps, like, you know, tingling all over, you know, my face, my arms and everything whenever I tell this or, you know, like, you know, just now reading it. And um, I really honestly do believe him. He has he did not know who I was and had absolutely no reason whatsoever to lie to me. So, well, it's like 
to speak of Carl Sagan again, you know, because I've read a lot of his stuff. Um, you know, like like he he says, there there has yet to be anything that can be scientifically uh, researched or examined or controlled. Um, but he he also says that that doesn't mean these people are lying. You know, that doesn't mean that they're faking it. They probably truly believe that that's what happened. You know, and that, that that happens in the in the ghost world too. You know, things people believe that they're actually haunted. Then people like you and I go in there and and say, "Hey, it was your pipes," or "Hey, it was the squirrel in the attic." But they truly did believe it. I think it was Carl Sagan who also said that absence of evidence isn't evidence of absence. I believe it was Carl Sagan who said that. Could be wrong, of course. But I mean that I really uh, think that that probably. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, it's, and, and it's true. It's just, just because you can't see it or you haven't seen it doesn't mean that it, you know, it doesn't exist. So, all right. Correct. You know, I, I still got one more thing that I want to cover here, but you got something. Oh I know. Goodness. Oh, I know, but. Ten minutes, minutes of the show left. That's you know what you're Rich. only wasting time doing that kind of stuff. So okay, now you have something you want. Yes, you because you have control over it. Anyways, you have something you wanted to say about Stonehenge. Yes, I found it interesting. I find a couple things interesting. <laughs> I found a couple things interesting about this, and uh, it, this was recent. Um, they ha- archaeologists have discovered. That all around Stonehenge, they've used um, electromagnetic tools to determine this. They have found hundreds of holes that were once dug all around Stonehenge. Okay, scientific fact, recent discovery. Man, this is huge in the archaeology world. You know, I follow that a lot because, hey, I loved Indiana Jones. And at one point in my life, I wanted to be an archaeologist until I found out it's not really like what he does. Anyway, so they right, they have discovered all these. Now, what they're claiming, archaeologists are saying that uh, these holes were dug by Neanderthal man um, for hunting to to drive to drive buffalo deer you know what have you to this hole and trap them okay that's entirely believable if it were one or two holes that were booby traps okay these are hundreds i mean what were they chasing <laughs> how how many deer <laughs> We're actually that you needed one hundred hundreds of holes around Stonehenge to catch them. You know, even the Native Americans in the early days built these like um, Anirondack type uh, structures that they would herd the animals in and then kill them with the bows, you know, stuff like that. But hundreds of holes. Now, what I find interesting about this is, A, it's around Stonehenge, which is all kinds of weird anyway. Um you know, there's all these questions about what Stonehenge actually was. And part of people's theories is extraterrestrial, of course. And that's kind of where I went with it. When I was reading the article um, about their discovery, I'm thinking, man, th- these holes were left from takeoffs. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like every time they landed and took off, it left an indention in the earth. 
you know, that eventually over time was covered up. I instantly went to aliens. I didn't go to Neanderthal man digging these 12 foot holes to catch a deer. (laughs) So I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like if you had the time and patience to dig a hole to catch a deer, man, you could have just like got the deer. I mean, you could have spent all that time hunting it. You know, I, you know, you, you know, my very controversial opinion on, um, um, ancient aliens. Uh, I, I think that, you know, right, right. It, it sort of cheapens the ingenuity of, of man and takes away our creative ability and power. But, um, yeah, that's really weird. I, 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 I have no opinion on that one. Um, except that, yeah, I just, I just thought, thought I, I, I thought it was interesting, but look, Rick, we've got, Six solid minutes left here, man. What what is this last thing you want to bore? I mean, tell tell me about. Okay, so so again, this is going with with the government, and um, you know they're um, you know them finally coming clean about this stuff. So it's, so it, this comes from Live Science. It's a UFOs left radiation burns and unaccounted for pregnancies. New Pentagon report shows fifteen hundred pages of UFO related research were just declassified as part of a Freedom of Information. Act request. Um, encounters with UFOs have reportedly left Americans suffering from radiation burns, brain and nervous system damage, and even unaccounted for pregnancy, according to a massive database of U.S. government reports recently made public through a Freedom of Information Act request. The database of documents include more than 1,500 pages of UFO-related material from the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, a secretive U.S. Department of Defense program that ran from 2007 to 2012, despite never being classified as a secret or top secret. The AATIP only became known to the public in 2017 when former program director Louis uh, Louis Elizondo resigned from the Pentagon and released several now infamous videos of an unidentified aircraft moving in seemingly impossible ways to the media. So I'm just going to kind of leave it pat, like right there because I know that we're running out of time here. So, uh, you know, again, they're kind of like saying, okay, we think that these things are happening. We're going to take a serious look at them. Whereas for years, again, the government dis, you know, dismissed publicly and even mocked people who claimed that they were experiencing these kind of things. And, um, you know, I just kind of want to get your take on that. Is this... Is this the government finally saying that this is happening, or is this just the government acknowledging that it's happening? I think it's a combination of both, man. Again, like I said earlier in the show, I think you can't deny it now. Just because there are so many people that have the means to document these things themselves. You know, 30, 40 years ago, we didn't. We didn't. You know, it was just hearsay. It was a person said they this happened or they saw this. Now people can document. There's drones all over the place, man. You can't go anywhere, anywhere, dude, and you're not being filmed. Dude, just driving down the street, you're being filmed. Cameras are everywhere now, and it's to the point where, hey, yes, we see this stuff. Yes, they're unidentified because we can't identify them. Is it aliens? I don't know. I hope so, you know, but in, in a, in a very passive way, but we just don't know, man. I mean, it, it's hard to say, it, it's hard to say, but I just think they can't avoid who, who's going to have faith in a government that just completely ignores it. 
And when you consider the paranormal in general, look at when you and I started, man. You know, it was taboo to talk about these things. People would look at you like you were crazy if you told them that you believed in ghosts. You now it's kind of unavoidable. It's on everybody's got a ghost story now. They're not afraid to talk about it anymore. Oh yeah, I mean that that's how it was back in the nineties. Uh, you know, people are like, "You hunt ghosts? Jeez, man, what are you crazy?" I still get the crazy part. <laughs> people still think I'm crazy for doing it, but then they take me to the side and it's like, "Here, come over here. I have a story to tell you." So I mean, yay for mm -hmm. progress, I guess. Yeah, when I started investigating, it was like, dude, just don't tell anybody about this. Just don't mention that you came to my house, you know, blah, blah, blah. But now it's like, man, they want video. They want you to put it all over the Internet. You know, people want to profit from it. It's it's insane. Oh, oh, you're yawning. OK, OK. So, guys, you just tuned in to episode, I think, 68 of the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk podcast and live video session um, here on Facebook and YouTube. So, again, um, you can join us at Facebook.com slash Welcome to the Initiative. You can email us at ShadowInitiativeTalk at gmail.com. Great talk today, man. I think we pulled this off. Yeah, great talk. Um, one, one other thing I want to mention, there is a segment on the show that we do periodically, and it is called Encounters with the Unknown. It is when you, the listener, or our shadow, as shadows as we like to call you, um, you send us two or three paragraph uh, story of your encounter with, you know, an alien, a ghost, a cryptid, psychic ability, just anything strange and unusual, but, you know, not too strange and unusual, although Stephen is into that kind of thing. Um, so send it to us, and we'll read it on air. <laughs> but I was waiting for it. Um, send it to us. Uh, either myself or Stephen will read it on air. And... Um, and if it's compelling enough, we'll actually have you on the show. So, Stephen, why don't you tell our shadows where they can send those stories? Okay, like I was saying, just before Rick cut me off and started talking, you can send those stories to shadowinitiativetalk at gmail.com. Keep your comments coming, guys. Write us reviews. Tell us what you want to hear and see. We thank you guys for tuning in once again. For another week, uh, just start, you know, make sure you're watching during the week for uh, Ghost Watch podcast to drop and Ghost Story podcast to drop. And we will be back at you in these sexy uh, physical forms as soon as we possibly can. All right, my friends, we are out of here. Have a good week. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes.